Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is winning season at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS on a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your my bookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. Find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. And at Gators Breakdown, we're previewing Florida, LSU, Saturday night, Death Valley. Ooh, that won't be an easy one. It was never going to be easy, but uh, hey, where Florida is right now, looking for that sixth win of the season, even harder. But maybe there's an avenue for Florida. Jaden Daniels, is he going to play or not? That's the big storyline. We'll get into it with Blake Rafino from Are You Serious Sports. He's going to preview the LSU side for us. We'll get into a whole lot of LSU talk with him. And then, of course, I'll give my preview and prediction right after that. Hey, everybody, hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet to Gators Breakdown right here on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Also, check out GatorsBreakdown.com. Keeps you updated throughout the week when I'm not right here on Gators Breakdown. And then, of course, Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description. Extra episodes, access to the Discord. You get ad-free episodes right there on Gators Breakdown Plus as well. And that newsletter to GatorsBreakdown.com. A lot of good stuff going on there at Gators Breakdown Plus. And before we get to Blake, hey, let's take a look at LSU. So far this season, their season, 6-3 and three overall, 4-2 and two in the SEC of course, lost last week to Alabama. They are 4-0 and at home this year. 2-2 two and two away and 0-1 oh on the neutral site game that kicked off the season against Florida State in Orlando. They did lose 45-24 to to Florida State to open up the season. Then turn around the next week, 72-10 win over Grambling State. And then a 41-14 win over Mississippi State. Arkansas, who Florida played last week, LSU, tough, hard-fought game against them, 34-31. And then, of course, Ole Miss, their second loss of the season, 55-49. Ole Miss wins in Oxford there. And then uh, Missouri jumps up to a lead. LSU comes storming back in the second half. LSU beats Missouri 49-39 in Columbia. And then a 48-14 win over Auburn, a 62-0 win over Army. And then last week, as we just mentioned, a 42-28 to loss to Alabama in Tuscaloosa. It sets up this matchup versus Florida this week. 
All right, here we are again. It is Florida LSU week, and as we do every year, it is my good buddy Blake Rafino from the LSU side. Are you serious, sports? Joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. Blake, you and I were kidding um, going back before this. We, we've done this for a while together, so it's just now uh, it's just routine. Florida LSU, you and I are getting together, my friend. Well, I'm glad it's routine because you know in the future it might not be routine, which That's is a, good a little bit uh, a little. I mean, look because. Dave, we get to these points, right, where it's like Florida's like a game I think LSU people want to play. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and so when they're when the schedule's coming out and then, you know, uh, the AD of LSU, Scott Wilbur, comes out and says, yeah, we don't, you know, we might not play Florida every year. And everybody's kind of like, what did he just say? You know, <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, it's been good. Obviously, I love coming on here with you, but it's definitely a game that we always want to play at least. Yeah, man, it's just it's just a fun game, and I mean, look, ever since Florida lost the rivalry with Auburn, you know, LSU's kind of taken that mantle over from 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 the Auburn days. So, uh, right. in a way, it kind of just picked up where it left off. I mean, the, the we, we know the history of the Hurricane games and both teams uh, going going fighting for national championships in 06 and 07 and those crazy games. I mean, it's just uh, neither team really fighting for much this year now with you know you guys after last week and Florida you know disappointing season here but uh right it's still still it's still a fun game that I would really hate to lose well and you know what's funny Dave with this whole thing with Jaden Daniels and the Heisman contention and all that LSU fans are big Tim Tebow fans right now because they want Jaden to win it's like well hey man he had a pair of losses hell he lost to LSU and it was seven when he won it you better give this man the trophy. RG3, you know, a couple of others are uh, Johnny Manziel. So, like, LSU fans are like, well, look what Tebow did. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, he did run – he did go 20 for 20. Like, it was a different animal. But Jaden's having a great year. And, you know, Dave, in this rivalry, we've had a lot of great quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? A lot of great quarterbacks. You know, Dave, I was talking about Florida last week. Jane Daniels would – so that tweet went viral about Drew Brees being the last quarterback to beat Saban back-to-back years. It's not true. It's not true. It was Rex Grossman that beat him in back-to-back years, 2000 and 2001. Okay, or, yeah, 2000, 2001. I was at that 0-1 game when Sparrier gets up to the podium after the game and it's like, we played like crap. You won by 46, Steve. Like, what are you talking about? You know, so it actually wasn't Breeze. It's actually Grossman. And it just so happened to be LSU. So thanks, Rex, for all your uh, <laughs> 468 yards on us. Yeah, it was 41 to 9. Yeah, oh, uh, 41 to 9. There you go. Yeah, I'm looking it up uh, because, I, well, I can't even get a box score for that game right now. It was, it's got me wondering because I know, uh, yeah. Grossman, because I knew Jesse Palmer played a lot that year too. He did. Uh, he but did. He was only three for three in that game. Yeah, Grossman, right. was, Grossman was 18 to 28 in that game. So, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I was like, look, the Rex man, I, Dave, I remember that game like it was yesterday <laughs> because, like, I'm like a, a top 10 Florida game, a uh, Florida team coming in here. The last, the first game I ever went to is when LSU upset number one Florida. Remember that year. 97? Oh, yeah, 97. My first game ever in oh, Tiger wow. Stadium, okay? I, Man, you picked a good one. What a game, right? <laughs> like, what a game, okay? So then I'm like, oh, man, it's happening again. <laughs> Saban's in the house. We're taking down Rex Grossman. Man, 460, what, <laughs> eight yards later, okay? He just, you know, he went, he goes nuts. 
So either way, man. Before talking Heisman, Greg Sherman should have had one in two thousand one. Yeah, true. Eric Crouch, really? (laughs) I've had Eric Crouch on my show, so I'm going to be careful with that. You know, Eric's actually like a really good guy, but he's like. Yeah, man. If you know Eric, he's like, yeah, man, I'm just running for my life out there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, should have should have been him. They were, that was that team was ridiculous, too. I know. That was, that, that's still a dagger. That's still a dagger there. Um, yes, all right. We'll get back to this year in Heisman talking. As you said, it would be Jaden Daniels way up there, not Heisman race right now. Of course, Blake, we know what happened last week uh, in the game versus Alabama. It took a hard hit. Um, and still now has been questioned ever since. Is he going to play uh, uh, against Florida? So now we're midweek here. Uh, Any info? What's the latest on Jaden Daniels? If there is any out there, I think. uh, And Blake, I've heard it too. You know, there's been talk of concussion. There's been talk of maybe a broken jaw, whatever. Maybe you can even clear all that up. Yeah, no broken jaw um, is progressing really nicely from what Brian Kelly said in his press conference on Monday. Uh, Dave, I just I, I do I wouldn't be surprised if Garrett Nussmeyer went. I do think it's a game time decision for him. But like I, I think it's gonna take a lot for him to be out, right? Like I, you know, now if this were like a sore ankle, okay, he's going, you know, because obviously he's going, he's playing for the Hosma, but with CTE, concussions, and all of that, this holds different weight and look I was talking to somebody just a minute ago day before I came on here I was like you don't want Tua to happen right like if Tua happens again and it just so happens to him on a big time stage okay at night in Death Valley then it's not going to be good I think they'll take precautions from what I understand and the way the vibe that I get from Brian Kelly is is that hey man like okay you know he's passing along like he he will be fine for Saturday I still think just knowing Brian Kelly, the way that he is with injuries, he's probably going to say a game-time decision. He's going to let that lead all the way till Saturday uh, until he makes that announcement. Hey, look, there might be some gamesmanship going on there, too. I mean, if Florida's, no, got, no. If, if Florida's got prepared for two quarterbacks this week, it's only going to help LSU there a bit. So, uh, no question. Dave, you know for a fact that's what he's doing. But <laughs> in the same sense – Oh, I think there's truth in it. But going, right, like you like, said, it's concussion, man. It probably really is a game time decision. It, well, and because, you know, like, so I had a concussion back in 2009. And this is like when all of it's coming out, Dave, right? There's like six steps, okay? And I was so fuzzy. I don't even remember the first four steps. Mm. You know, they make you read and say all these words and see if, like, you can memorize them. Dave, I can't do that without it. Like, if I don't have a concussion, <laughs> much less <laughs> if I do have a concussion. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, look, he jogged, he jogged off the field into, into – uh, that might not mean a whole lot, but I, I do think it'll be a game-time decision. My gut tells me I would be re- – I'd be a little shocked if he didn't go because, again, he's got so much on the line here. Um, I, I do think he goes. But, I again, like I said, would it – but then on another note, Dave, it wouldn't shock me if he didn't go. But I, I just think that he wants this a, a lot. He talked about all last week when he was asked about the Heisman, like, hey, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, mm. uh, Marcus Mariota was his favorite player. Like, this is a goal of his to play uh, and play into winning the Heisman or even just being there. So uh, we'll see how that goes. 
All right, Blake, well, let's just get to the type of player he is, man. I mean, just how special uh, has it been? I mean, look, I remember having you on last year. The game was played a little earlier in the season, and he still hadn't really hit a stride yet. You were still wondering what kind of quarterback he was going to be, and then, of course, he comes to Gainesville, has a coming-out party, and he's been on fire ever since. Hey, he threw Uh, for 80 yards the week before against Auburn, right? right. And so he hasn't looked back since. I mean, was it – what was it – been like to see his progression from last year and look i don't even know if you saw this year coming like he was on fire last year but he's yeah. he did take it a whole nother level so far this year yeah it, it, and look dave I, I when this happens it would be like graham mertz you know like taking off next year or, or a young quarterback like if anthony richard would have come back and would have took yeah. off um it, the, it in louisiana the problem is dave is that it you get to a place where it's like, well, we saw it with Burrow, so now it's like the expectation <laughs> a, a quarterback comes back the second year and gets better. But look, he in, in nine games in uh, 2019, Burrow had less yards than Jane Daniels and three more touchdowns. They're about the same completion percentage. Obviously, the difference is wins, but Joe had a much better defense that year. He's on that level, at least from a statistical standpoint, Davey's on that level. So it has been, you know, it it has the same vibe without the national title lore that comes along with it. Um, And you mentioned, you know, the stats that kind of very, very comparable to Joe Burrow. That's not even count what he's doing with his legs. No, not. And and you know what's you know, what's nuts. People forgot about it. You know, so Dave, I do keys, what do we call keys to victory on Thursday? So tomorrow, um, number four, I literally write, and I wrote this, I read this yesterday. You know, I was like, if he doesn't use your leg, his legs, we're going to get blown out because their secondary is good. You're, they're going to get stops. I didn't realize he would do that. And I think people really forgot, okay, that that's what he did last year against Alabama. Like, yep. <laughs> hey man, just because he's throwing the ball all around the place for 350 yards and he's not running as much doesn't mean that he can't do it anymore. And he did. And, and look, even listening to Saban at halftime during the game, he's like, I don't know what he literally said this, you know, context not approved on what I'm about to say, but he said, I don't know how we stop him. Yeah. Okay. And, and he just had one bad play on an interception. And but that still doesn't mean they should have lost. LSU couldn't get a stop to save their life, but he's just it, it without him. That so think about this: three games this year, Missouri, who I think that y'all have next week, right? Mm, correct. Okay, Missouri, um, Ole Miss in a loss, Florida State, Alabama. There were in all four of those games, which he's one and three in, all on the road. I might add. He had stretches in those games where he hit 15 straight passes in every single one of them. Mm. Two of them, he hit wow. 21. Okay, straight. Mm. And, and nobody's talking about it. Like, you want to talk about streaky. He, dude, <laughs> Dave, he could start off 0 for 7. It is not going to phase him one <laughs> iota. Okay, because he will hit the next 21. We've seen it. The margin of error for him has been so little with this defense right. that I think it's more impressive what he's doing at times than Burrow because Burrow would check it down sometimes on third and 17, knowing that his defense could come out and make the stop. Jane does not have that luxury of 
there ever being a stop, right? Like he, he's got to be legendary every single play, every single drive. And it is just so it's fun to watch. Like if you, if, if I could take just a fandom and biases out of it, because being a fan and a guy that covers this team, it, it would be just ridiculous. I feel like to watch every single play of him. But like you said, Dave, Florida last year was his coming out party. Right, and he didn't. Yep. He didn't look back. We saw that earlier in the year against Florida State in Game One, but you know, chaos around him circled, and then he couldn't <laughs> do what he was supposed to do. So he, he he's out there with Burrow, man. Statistically, and just how he's doing things, Dave. He ran. He had three hundred yards. Think about this. He's the only player in, against Nick Saban ever, ever to have three hundred yards in the first half. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about Cam Newton. We're yeah. talking about Tebow. We're talking about Burrow. Okay, like right. you're talking about Heisman Trophy dudes. Yeah, never happened. Trevor Lawrence. Okay, like it's never happened. So it just I, I sit back and say to myself, like, dude, what are we watching? And then it's unfair for Garrett Nussmeyer who came in, <laughs> and people are barking at him. He doesn't get more accurate. LSU's hitting the portal. And I'm like, God, y'all are so spoiled, man. Y'all are so spoiled. You don't get it. You don't, you you know. There's other teams not named LSU that exist. Yeah. You know? hey, what it reminds me of is the way you explaining that, you know, the margin for error being so thin there is, hey, watching Florida and Kyle Trask in 2020. And that uh, offense yeah. just going up and down the field, but knowing you pretty much had to score almost every drive because of the Florida defense there. So Dude, I remember, Dave, you remember this. Well, like in 2020, wasn't that the shoe game? Yeah. yeah. The fall game? Yeah. Dude, remember Trask had to go like six straight drives with a touchdown? Yeah. Right? And I'm like, bro, this is without Kyle Pitts. Remember right. Kyle Pitts was out of that I'm game. Yep. And I was like, Bro, everybody talking about Kyle, uh, Kyle Trask. Uh-uh, this, you know, and then he's one shoot uh, thro- uh, throw away, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm sorry I brought it up, Gator fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, wait, hey yeah, yeah. I talked about Spurrier and LSU getting blown okay, out. There we go. Talk about the shoe game. You there know? we go. There we go. Um, yeah, you brought him up, Garrett Nussmeyer. If Daniels can't go, of course – you know, he won't be moving like Daniels, but what does he bring to the table uh, as a quarterback? Because, I mean, he's been put in some tough situations. Last year, second half versus Georgia, SEC yeah. championship game. Last week versus Alabama in, in that game as well. So, if he's got a week to prepare, for, if a game plan is built around him, what would you expect to see? Uh, guns blazing. You know, just like coming out, Dave firing on all cylinders, throwing the ball down the field. Hey, that's Not- what Shane Matthews said. I had Shane Matthews on earlier this week, and he was like, hey, gunslinger. D- um, yeah. Okay. So Shane, Shane man, yes. It, 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 like it is that. But here's the problem, it, it, dude. He threw two. He threw two interceptions against Southern FCS Southern last year. Okay, one of them were a pick six. He comes in in Georgia, and everybody's like, "Oh hell!" You know, like this. <laughs> oh hell! And then he throws for three hundred yards and a half. Yeah. Yep. And, and so it's feast or famine. Right. I think if he does play the game plan, Dave, they got to run the football effectively. Right. Like they're going to have to run the football effectively. Hey, before, I, well, before you go there, that was, I, I was going to go there next. So would you expect that? I mean, Logan Diggs comes in as the main back there, of course. Has 100, to. Yeah, 113 carries. If 
Daniels doesn't go, of course, his legs go away as well. So that I'm assuming puts more on Diggs if Nussmeyer's the guy as well. All of them. All of them, Dave. All yeah, four yeah. of them. All four of the backs. I mean, Logan Diggs. I mean. Yeah, because nobody else has more than, what, 23 carries. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, it's I 23, think every, 23, 22, and 21 are the next three. Guys. Okay. I, I was literally just about, it's 23, 22, 21. So, like, we do buy the numbers on ours. And I'm like, look, the first thing I looked at today was I want to watch more of Florida's, like, rush defense. Uh-huh. Because I, I'm like, man. It's not good, be, like. Well, I, I mean. <laughs> hey, finally, wait, last week, finally, finally did gap scheme or your cutback runs a much better. Uh, but then Arkansas just ran it right at him. And yeah, yeah it, it, the problem with that, though, Dave, is that I, I just don't we have not seen in two years under Brian Kelly what it looks like without Jaden, really. OK, mm-hmm. in, in a situation where you have a full game. I gotcha. Yeah. Like it, it, against Georgia. Dave, they didn't throw they ran the ball three times and 31 plays. Okay. Yeah. Like they literally were throwing it all over the I think actually, if I'm not, I don't remember Nuss's stat line. I felt like he threw the ball 30 times. They're gonna have to run the ball in this game because look, if Florida gets turnovers, we're in trouble. Like, I don't think people understand. Everybody's like, oh, well, this, you know, Florida's offense, this, Florida's offense, that. They motion a lot. Mm-hmm. They'll run the ball on you, and Billy will not get away from running it right at you. And this is a, that's a problem for LSU. Like it's a massive issue if they get in the red zone. I, one thing I, I watched all every Florida red zone play this year. I was like, damn, they score. It, it felt like I was like, Dave, they score every. They got to score every time. Well, I look up top ten in the red zone in the country, right. and it start, and it started out bad this year. So they started right, yeah. and, and so I, I look at it and say, look, man. If you don't run the football and play keep away a little bit with a young quarterback, you can be in trouble because you're going to have to tame him. Like when he goes out there and you have one fade route, like you might just have a fade route to clear something out. He don't care. He is going to throw the fade and he's going to just bombs away (laughs) and throw it. There is no real intermediate with him. Dave, the longest pass that he threw in the year Okay, was a pop pass. Okay, yeah. and I'm like, if you could just do that, understand that that can happen with these receivers and Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas, you'll be okay. But I do worry about Nuss from a turnover perspective. Florida is not a team that you can just give possession to because, look, they're going to run the ball on you and they're going to play keep away. Time of possession, I think, is another basket. You can't play the game into Billy's hands. Yep. Right? Like, you, you just can't do that. And hey, especially. If Daniels goes, I really see that happening. Like you've got to find a way to keep him off the field if you can. Right. Um, but if if Nussmeyer goes, I, I am eager to see Napier's plan. Does it change? Do you try? Do you, you try and get into a shootout there? I, you know, LSU's quarterbacks. Like uh, I talked myself into. You know what? Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It could be the same score because Florida could change their game plan for no matter who the quarterback is. If it's Daniels. Slow the game down, limit possessions, and you may get a 37-30 game LSU. But if it's Nussmeyer, then you may find yourselves in somewhat of a shootout, 37-30. I could, yeah, yeah, I could I, see it turn out the same score either way, just because Florida may slow the game down with Daniels. It's a good point. And look, 
what you just said plays into LSU's hands. Yeah. Like, because if you're getting in a shootout, I mean, look, man, mm-hmm. we I, don't I, have a choice. Yeah. Okay? Right. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate I appreciate it. I mean, Dave, everybody, I'm sure everybody watching this lot watched the game last last uh Saturday yeah. night. Okay. Yeah, Florida was at noon, so we actually got a chance to watch that game. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you, like that is their style. Okay. And Garrett does fit that mold from a passing perspective. He's not better than Jaden. But just the overall fit of what they want to do. Um, but if I'm Billy, Dave, I'm telling you, don't do it. Don't do that. You gun. You're gun because uh, again, don't let this young dude get hot, man. Because he, we saw against Georgia in that second half. Uh, I mean, Kirby talked about it. I think uh, during SEC, uh, SEC media days, he was like, "Look, man, I, I'm yelling at the dudes on the sidelines." Because Nussmeyer goes down the score, people forget it was on, it was not a massive runaway. Like LSU scored, they're down fourteen. Dave, they got a three and out. Here he comes throwing a fifty yard bomb down the field, completed, and he then he throws an interception. But my, my point is, he's literally an inch and a half away from them getting a score and that game being into seven. So I, I just I caution. I, I have no idea, Dave, what Garrett Nussmeyer is going to wake up. Yeah, I, I I just don't know. I well, think- you said that last year about Jaden Daniels, damn it, and it freaking turned out what he did. He did. <laughs> but, Dave, I, but, Dave, but what did I have to go on the man through for 80 oh, yards? I, I, really? I know. Uh, yep, I, 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 I agree. I agree there. I agree. Hey, every time I do this and panic on your show, LSU wins. If I'm in here confident, they're going to lose. So I'm in full panic mode. Yep. <laughs> All right, yeah, you brought his name up, Malik Neighbors. Uh Passing twenty, caught a pass in twenty-seven straight games. Leads the, yep. leads the nation in yard uh, reception yards this year. Uh, he's the only the second player in LSU history with two one thousand yard seasons. I found that that's today, right. which is mind blowing to me. I was like, and that's not a shot at him. I just, I really thought there would be more uh, than you know, given the guys that you have <laughs> been putting in the league for the last 10, 15 years. And hey, look, that's what, what's really going to worry me about him and his whole offense leads the country in twenty yards or more plays with twenty-seven. Yep. So. Not only is he just catching a whole bunch of balls, he's catching those balls down the field. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Uh, Justin Jefferson caught a screen pass from Joe Burrow. Okay, he had a thousand and one yards. Okay, <laughs> and the year before nineteen and eighteen, they throw a screen pass. He gets tackled for like minus four. Okay, he doesn't have a thousand yard year. Last catch that he has. Okay, so he technically did get it. He technically did get away. it, but it, oh, nobody remembers. No, because Joe Burrow went nuclear. Everybody forgets about that, but the real fans don't forget. Jets, Jets did that. Dave, you talk about Malik Neighbors. Here's the difference when we talk about guys like Jets or Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, uh, Odell Beckham, the great receivers that have been at LSU. Uh, for I mean, because I feel like they always have one. The difference with him is he can play X, Y, Z. And you don't – where I think Jamar can just play the slot on specific plays, he's more of a boundary-type dude. And Jets is a boundary dude, right? Like, he's, he's going to be on the boundary. They use him in the slot some, but he's not a slot dude. He's not your typical slot uh, slot wide receiver. You have no idea where Malik's going to line up and what he's going to do, what route he's going to run. If he runs on the boundary, he, here's the thing that I would look for early in this game, Dave, or what I watch every single game when it comes to Malik. He's going to, in the first 
five plays. He's going to run a stop route. He's going to run a hitch, and they're going to mm-hmm. throw it to him. Okay? <laughs> then they're going to run a hitch and go yeah. no matter what happens. Then they're going to move into the slot. They're going to run a slant. That's literally every single game what they've started out with with him, and nobody has stopped it. Saban last week came out and said exactly that, <laughs> and they did, they did not stop it. They did get on the hitch. They, the hitch was incomplete. The slant went for 27. The fa- the hitch and go went, I think, for like 34. Okay. It was literally the same combo that he runs. Where is he, he going to be lined up? And the problem is they took away Brian Thomas Jr. They bracketed coverage last week, BTJ. When they didn't, he caught uh, – he didn't get bracketed on three plays. On those three plays, he had three catches. Mm. Okay, thanks to PFF, I used your stuff all the time, and I probably should say okay, <laughs> three times. And I'm like, why aren't you guarding Malik? Okay, like you you better start doing it. Then they the you know they did some different things, but it's just where he lines up and what he wants to do. While I think Dave, he's the best receiver in the SEC. You know, I, I yeah. thought that I could make the argument last year and got booed out of my own podcast saying he's not the best receiver. I'm like, okay, so he doesn't have the touchdowns. But guys, he he well, had a bad start to the season, right? Horrible start to the yeah. season. Horrible. Yeah. But in both years, he's led the SEC in catches. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna throw it to him, Dave, fifteen times. It doesn't matter. He's yeah. gonna get fifteen targets. He's I think his average is thirteen, and he's getting like eight and a half catches a game. So <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous. And you know what's crazy? I, I'm just gonna throw this out here, Dave, because I know recruiting is what recruiting is. Mm-hmm. Three star. Until yeah. he signed with L- three star, until he signed with LSU, okay. Then he gets moved up. So that three star that's on that number, that top three ranked recruiting class. And by the way, I'm glad I'm on here. You're the reason that Mullen got fired. <laughs> Don't think I forgot that. Okay, <laughs> asking that recruiting question. Uh, but you got Billy's a good evaluator of talent. Yeah. Like if there, there's one thing you're gonna give him, like Duke can recruit. He can evaluate. So. Look, man. I, I mean, these dudes exist. I mean, look at the back. Look at the two running backs you got. Yeah. I mean, yeah. y'all can bring them to LSU if you want to. Thank you, <laughs> you know. Uh, hey, I talked to Montreal about that this week, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey guys, I felt slighted by not getting recruited by LSU." So, uh, and, and so did ATN. Yeah. yeah. If both, th- bro. We're gonna go down rabbit hole, but I'm just gonna say this one thing: <laughs> How did Ed Orsron miss both ATN brothers? That's right, a good point. I mean, I, I didn't think about. You know, Trevor not being there, but Travis, yeah, good point, really good point. I mean, hey, they're both they're they're both within an hour and a half of me, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sucks. Okay, like that really sucks for us. Yeah, because you got to see the other one uh, on a Thursday night football game, and uh, for for, for your nuts. I drafted yeah. him in every. So I just got into this like my friends made me do this dynasty draft. Yeah, I'm like, look, bro, my entire list of dudes is like Louisiana ties. <laughs> because they go and play elsewhere, and I get mad. Okay, I got like Etienne, got some other dudes. I'm like, this is this is BS. I think I got like CD Lamb because he was actually from Opelousas. Okay, CD Lamb, another three star dude from Opelousas, Louisiana. Stand up, <laughs> head horseman, dude, missing <laughs> everywhere. And then you got which I know this is going to make. Florida fans mad, but then I look at Keon Coleman. Dave, there, Keon Coleman. Man, apparently we didn't need. Apparently we didn't need him, Blake. (laughs) 
All right, so here's the truth. <laughs> and LSU fans that are going to watch this know that this is 1,000% true. This is going on the air. I begged the staff, begged the Orgeron staff, our good buddy Bill King. I was sending him text messages during recruiting. I would show him the text. I would send the staff at LSU, you need to get Keon Coleman and Trey Harris. They told me that I, I do a podcast and have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I had that screenshotted and saved on my phone and sent it to friends every now and then. And now look at it. But Keon Coleman's a, more than, I mean, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, I, <laughs> I think he's the best receiver. In, I mean, maybe not named Malik, but he's, dude, yeah. he's a freak. Yeah, he is. So what do I know? Unfortunately, we got to play both of them. <laughs> God bless it. I, um, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win, like my bookie. At my bookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down, you can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Plus, my bookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Just use promo code GATORS on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. Hey, not much longer to bet on football, so hey, everybody, jump in to my bookie. One more time, that's promo code GATORS to claim your own cash bonus now. Try the my bookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl frontrunner at long shot odds. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at my bookie. Uh, but let's move to the other side of the ball, and I'll let All you right. go, uh, man. Hey, what in the world for both of our schools right now, Florida, LSU, neither one can claim DBU. That's so far removed from both schools right now. Um, what's the issue on defense for, for LSU? Who's to blame? Is defensive coordinator, position coach? Is it talent, recruiting? Where does it start, I guess? Where it starts, I, I, I'll go back to Orsron. Dave, this team had 36 scholarship players when B Brian Kelly got here. Yeah, good the point. The truth was, in year one, he overperformed. Oh. Defensively, I, I think I think they got to make a change at D.C., okay. Dave, honestly, because it would be one thing if, like, it is personnel, and I can't argue that it's not personnel issues because it is some personnel issues. But Harold Perkins isn't a isn't a personnel issue. Yeah. And you're misplaying him. We talked about this earlier. I'm pretty sure everybody that's watching this watched the LSU Alabama game. Okay. Did at what point did you not realize you needed to put a spy on Jalen Milrow? Right. You know, like you Brian Kelly comes out on Monday. Yeah, maybe we should have put a spy. I saw that. Everybody loses their mind. Okay. And that's gross incompetence. And then when you have, which has been confirmed, which it kind of got the only thing that Brian Kelly has had messy around him, they got him on about the dancing with recruits. That's not really messy, right? Like that's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not like in-house politics, but he runs off the defensive line coach who as soon as they want, he wanted the DC wanted him out, Matt house. The Broncos are like, wait, y'all letting him go. And Sean Payne just got hired. Oh, we're on him. Okay. So, I just – I think for me that he's got to go because you do have pieces. And there he's – there's just been issues off the field and on the field. So, 
uh, I, I know I'll get in trouble for saying that. I don't think he needs to be here, but that's just me, Dave. I don't think he deserves to be here. All right, last part on this, and I'll, and I'll let you go. Of course, there's been injuries, uh, a ton of injuries you guys have been dealing with, too. Yep. Um, headed last week to Alabama without two starters, um, and all four transfer cornerbacks didn't play. Yeah, um, so, and they're not. Yeah, and they're not this week. That's right. Yeah, they're I, they're I all out for the year. Okay, okay. So the starting 11 on defense last week, if I saw this right, five transfers – were part of the defense last week, uh, and the cornerbacks were converted safeties. Yeah, and one being a true freshman getting his first start last week versus Alabama. Yep, and only gave up two hundred nineteen passing yards. Okay, you know, okay. like wow. So, Dave, again, so it was already a struggling defense, but a it bunch was already of, a struggling and defense. now a bunch the of problem, new faces. The problem was, it had been the secondary. Yeah. Here's my, as our my good our good buddy Josh Pate would say, the paper pop. Okay. <laughs> I literally wrote all number four. Okay. Play bump and run man to man coverage on the outside. Make Jalen Milrow beat you with his arm. Because I knew what he was going to do. Everybody in their mama knew what he was going to do. I actually think, Dave, that the, the secondary, the guys that, hey, maybe they actually found something here the last four weeks. They continuously move up in pass def- or passing yards allowed when it comes to the rankings. Why? You're at 120. You're playing a bunch of freshmen, transfers that probably don't want to be here. Well, the guys that you recruited in there are five stars. Both of them were five stars, the safeties. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, they can cover a little bit. How about that? So the, the DB room, for what it's worth, doesn't bother me. It's that front seven. Like So for this game, Dave, the motions that you're going to use is going to confuse the ever-living dog manure out of them. They're not going to know the misdirection runs, the, you know, fake jet sweep here. We're going to go, you know, 34 dive there. They don't know how to stop that, Dave. <laughs> they they don't. And so I could see Johnson and ATN just going off because you do have injuries. Uh, you do have guys on the outside that are injured, but I just don't know if this – like, I, I literally see this game happening. I know – I think I saw that Florida is running for like 157 yards a game or something like that. They're going to have 200. <laughs> like, they're going to run on you, bud. And this all O-line, you know, I, I Dave, I don't know how really the O-line has played for you guys or what your opinion is for Florida. Not as good, not as, good as last year's. That won't matter. Okay. Unless Harold Perkins goes back to playing edge rusher or being on the edge, it's not going to matter. So it's inconsistent at best. I mean, if you watch the first half of the Tennessee game, it's probably the best they looked all year. Um, And there's been, you know, some. I mean, they took advantage of a Vanderbilt defense, and of course the Cubs and and all that, but nowhere near what they were last year, and um, you know, inconsistent there, but. uh, I'm like you. That's that's got to be a path. If if there's a path to an upset, I mean, because um, let's be real, it's going to be an upset if, if Florida wins this game. It, it, to me, it is. It is Johnson and Etn. I mean, I love what Graham Mertz is doing. He's playing better than a lot of people thought he would. Um, but I do think it's on Florida's run game. Dude, he honestly, Mertz is playing to me what everybody thought Peyton Thorne was going to be at Auburn. Mm. You know, it. like remember when Peyton Thorne comes into Auburn, everybody's like, "Oh man, he he got freeze." You know, this kid did some good things with Keon Coleman. Oh, okay. Well, and Graham Mertz is number 14 on everybody's list like dummies, and now look at him, you know? And so 
Look, I do think that like crossing routes, I think was it Wilson, the the young yeah. wide receiver? Yeah. He's gonna he's you can do whatever you want, Dave. You know, it's like the old TI song. You can have whatever you like because this defense is gonna give it up to you. Blake, you again, man, you're making me feel better about this game. You should. <laughs> you made me feel that way the last couple of years. <laughs> Dave, there No, I do you, you call it like I mean yeah, I mean, Dave, they're work, they're second to last in the SEC in rush defense. By the way, the only worst team in LSU in the in rush defense, Vanderbilt. Mm. Vanderbilt. Yeah. If you can't come into this game and run, Dave, then I'm not saying I'm not trying to, you know, put anything yeah. bad on Florida, but I'm just saying, like, if you can't do it, everybody else has. Yeah. So Auburn, Dave Auburn. Auburn came in here in the first half. They just couldn't throw. They could. Peyton Thorne could hit a wide open receiver if it would just save his life. I don't know. I, I think y'all going to run all over us. I, I, I really do. All right. Well, maybe there's a slip. Hey, get the 13 and a half, Dave. Take the 13 and a half. <laughs> Take the 13 right and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. If, da if Daniels plays. Absolutely okay, no don't shot. Don't take the thirteen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely no shot. I'm, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it whatsoever. If Nussmeyer plays, okay, maybe maybe there's something there. Uh, for, yeah, and that's uh, my hey, moved at all. Not that I know of. I haven't yeah, seen it move. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen it move either. Um, look, I'm picking LSU either way. Um, but I do think <laughs> the path to an upset certainly. And look, this is not. This is not calling myself a genius. Nobody's going. Well, of course, it's slimmer. If Jaden Daniels is out and Nussmeyer is in, um, no doubt. But, but the path to an upset is a little more clearer there. If not, I think you think LSU is going to have to help Florida out a whole lot if there's an upset and Daniels is a starting quarterback. So, well, and we wait, wait, on that, quite, uh, if he is in concussion protocol, does it change the way he's used? Oh, 1000%. 1000%. Okay. I don't, but see, here's the thing, Dave. People are, people are like, I'll give an analogy. Tebow, Lamar, um, who's an, Cam Newton. Every one of them's like, oh, he takes all the big time hits when he's running. Yeah. Dog, no, he does not. He don't. Yeah, he does. It's when he's staying still inside that pocket where it, and, and obviously the hits and running the football is what accumulates more. He's not, you know, taking more of those hits. Look, man, that kid, I, it, I don't think it matters. I don't think that he can't. I don't think that he it cares to him, Dave. Now, I don't think LSU design runs him with anything, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't right. think they're going to design run him with anything. Okay. I don't think – Dave, let me tell you something. Okay, I probably shouldn't say this. I'm going to anyway. Against Alabama, all right, Brian Kelly had to be asked this question multiple times because Daniels will walk to the line, check it. Hey, y'all called something? He goes full burrow mode, okay? <laughs> he's done – he's literally done this all year. He's like, uh-uh. This this place sucks. Okay, he'll motion the back out exactly what Burrow did. Okay, he'll go and check the play, bring the running back in, move protection around, and he either he's going to hit a bomb or he's going to run for a long run. It happens every time. Uh, okay. Not, but you know, he, yeah, 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 yeah. He is not going to let you run a, like something on him. So, look, it, I, I do think it changes how they. Use him schematically, Dave. If he's if he needs to take off, he's gone. Like he's not, you know, he's not going to sit in that thing. At least I don't think so. Yeah, because I've seen him hit. 
believe it or not, even though he got hit, concussed, I've seen him hit her, uh, hit worse than what Dallas Turner did to him. What they, Dave, so this is another thing. They, he got late hitting against Alabama five times last year. Mm. Yep. And you want to say, did you weren't that. trying to take him out? Yeah. You try, you hit him five times after, I mean, who's sour yeah me <laughs> all right there we go hey blake man great job as always always are you serious sports right there blake ruffino catch him right there hey he's on every week with the bill king show as well hey I, i'm on tuesdays but you're on wednesdays yeah wednesdays, wednesdays. i yep. think we're at the same time around the same time same just time. different days you know yeah yeah oh. all right blake hey thanks very much man no problem we'll see y'all all right, we know it's not likely for Florida to win this game this week, so how do we look at it? We look at it for a path, a path to an upset for the Gators. The Gators' offense is going to have, out, have to help out the Gators' defense, and even more so if Jaden Daniels is the quarterback, of course. For me, you've heard me talk about it all week. I mean, it's not rocket science here. Slow down the game as much as possible. And I, I go back to last season where we know Florida had to try and hang with a high-flying Tennessee team, and you know, it, it it needs to be something like that. 38-33 Tennessee win. Um, you know, with that, that was an offense that could score hurry, score really fast, like this LSU team this year, an elite offense going back to Tennessee last year, LSU this year. Um, Florida scoring drives that game against Tennessee last year, eight plays, 75 yards, took three and a half minutes off the clock. That was a touchdown. Eight plays, 75 yards. Another three-and-a-half-minute drive. That was a touchdown. A 12-play, 75-yarder, 621 touchdown drive. A 10-play, 75-yard drive. Three minutes off the clock. Another touchdown. So held a 34-57 to 25-03 edge. Basically 35 minutes of time of possession for Florida. Uh, now, look, fast-scoring offenses don't usually care about time of possession all that much. You know, It's all about the points. But you know, if you're Florida... Going against this LSU defense, you can dictate time and score. That's the best path here. Um, going against um, I say LSU defense, and this LSU offense, uh, dictate it. Keep them on the sideline. You know what? Never mind. I meant LSU defense, of course. You're going against LSU defense. See if you can dictate it. See if you can stay on the field. Keep LSU, Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors on the sideline. And if if Jaden Daniels plays, this is the most likely path to an upset, in my opinion. You're not going to outscore him in a, in, a, in a shootout. I just don't see it. I don't see it. So how do you get there? Of course, that, well, that means you got to convert third and fourth downs. Has to stay on the field. Pair it with Trevor Etienne. Montreal Johnson runs. Those are, those are the two guys I'm looking out for in this game. Merch checking down may not be the worst thing in this matchup, as long as you pair the points. With a third down, fourth down conversions, LSU's third down conversion rate on defense is the worst in the SEC. 122nd in the country, giving up 46% on the season. So th 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 there's your path. All in all, LSU's given up 171 yards a game on the ground. That's 122nd in the country. 13th in the SEC. Quinchon Junkins for Ole Miss. Junkins for Ole Miss ran for 177 yards on 33 carries. Another Ole Miss running back, Ulysses Bentley, gained another 90 on nine carries. That's, that's the type of performance that we're going to need to see. 
Now, you'll probably divvy that up a little bit more with Florida and Etienne and Johnson, a little more balanced duo than what you'll find out there a good bit. Take advantage of a bad defense. Take advantage of a bad run defense. You heard Blake say he thinks Florida's motion can give them some trouble. If Florida can put together, string together some plays, some third-down conversions, fourth-down conversions, some drives, and pair them with touchdowns, there's a, there's a path. There is an avenue. If it's going to happen, if the upset is going to happen, in my opinion, this is how it's going to happen. You have to dominate on the ground and pick and choose when you hit the passes. I mean, there's going to have to be some explosive, sure. I mean, LSU struggles in pass defense as well. Their defense is bad. But to help, help your defense a bit too, keep that LSU offense on the sideline. Speaking of that LSU offense, we move to the other side of the ball. Biggest worry, it's a downfield passing game for LSU. Hitting those big plays, no matter, no matter the quarterback for LSU. Really worried about Florida's corners holding up against, of course, Malik Neighbors. I'm sure Florida will try and limit the big play as much as possible. More the two high safety instead of the one. Try to help your corners out. Try to take a safety out of the box. Take them out of play and closer to the line of scrimmage that like we've seen a good bit this year. And look, maybe stopping Daniel's running ability as lethal as it is, may just have to go along with it. That deep pass down the field. We've seen it over and over again against this Florida defense. Going to have to try and limit it as much as possible. LSU leads the nation in plays of 20 yards or more with 77. Florida is 52nd in the country, giving up 37 plays of 27 yards or more. LSU is also tops in 30 yards or more plays with 36 of those. This is where it starts getting even worse for Florida. You know, if you're 52nd in the country, giving up plays of 20 yards or more, oh, okay, it's not terrible. You'd like to be better, but not terrible. Oh, these rest, the rest are terrible. As I just mentioned, LSU is also tops in the country in 30 yards or more plays with 36 of those. Well, Florida is 88th with 21 of those plays given up. LSU is second in plays that gain 40 yards or more with 19. Florida's 125th in the country in that regard, giving up 15 plays of plays that gain at least 40 yards. Not an ideal matchup. But Jake Daniels has been responsible for 65 of the 75 plays, either with his legs or his arm. So, all in all, he's a very balanced player. LSU's very balanced run-pass ratio. Then, look, a lot of that's due to Jake Daniels being able to run the ball. Not necessarily designed runs, by LSU's running backs or design runs by Jaden Daniels. They're here and there. But man, I mean, no play is ever dead with him at quarterback. Daniels is number two nationally in rushing yards by a quarterback. Has two 100-yard rushing games this year. 130 versus Missouri. 163 last week versus Alabama. Last year, he led the nation in rushing yards by quarterback 
with 885. I question now if he's injured. Sounds like it's concussion. Do they try and protect him? Do they try and not let him run as much? You know, the busted plays, that's going to be hard for him not to take off. That's his game. But do they try and limit the hits on him in other spots? What if he gets hit hard again? What happens there? So just something to watch, just how dangerous he is with his legs, how explosive this offense is with his legs. Do they try and limit coming off that concussion, or does he limit himself a bit as well? It's something to watch out for. All right, playing on the road, of course. Another big storyline for Florida. That South Carolina game only proved Florida could barely win a road game against a bad team. And now the next chance is a night game in Baton Rouge, Death Valley. You know they're going to be going crazy there like they always do. Good luck, Florida. That does not bode well for the road issues Florida has faced this season. Utah game, Kentucky game come to mind, of course. South Carolina game does not mean those issues disappeared. It's late enough the season. We don't need to be seeing the mistakes we saw early in the season. Played better. You know, they didn't have a lot of the dumb mistakes at South Carolina that we saw earlier in the season. Part of the reason you won that game. Now the next step is, hey, now go just get an upset win on the road. Maybe a win, a game you're not supposed to win on the road. You got over that road snide, but as I said, that's a bad South Carolina team. We know that now. Now go try and go get another one. But one more time, brought it up this week. The theme needs to be Back against the wall, wounded animal mode, desperation mode for the Gators. Embrace it. Be last year's South Carolina. The wins over Tennessee and Clemson after losing to Florida last year. It was looking so bleak for them. After a late season loss, very tough opponents coming up. Hey, they didn't let that dictate the rest of the season. They showed up. Let be Florida this year. Let that be Florida this year. Go prove to the world that you can go get upset wins. But with all that said, no matter the quarterback, no matter if it's Jaden Daniels, no matter if it's Garrett Nussmeyer, still only sensible for me to go with LSU when they're at home. I mean, I'd probably be picking, well, not probably. I'd be picking them if they were playing in Gainesville too. But on the road, Death Valley, the issues we know this team has had, the t- and now, even away from the road, the issues this team has had, I can't pick Florida to win this game. I think LSU's offense will stay explosive. They'll stay explosive enough with Nussmeyer if he's the one to go. 41-30 LSU with Jaden Daniels is my prediction. If he's able to go, 37-30 with Nussmeyer. Now, I know it sounds crazy that I have a similar score uh, for both quarterbacks here, but I think Napier plays the game a bit different. Depending on LSU, won't slow it down as much if Daniels is not the quarterback. I do think LSU will also slow it down some more with Nussmeyer and the teams just kind of trade blows. So 41-30 if Jaden Daniels is the quarterback and plays the game, 37-30 if Nussmeyer starts to play as a game. I do see a path where Florida and this run game can take over. 
that somehow leads to the upset. But if this game is played 10 times, that only happens about three times, in my opinion. LSU is better. LSU is at home. Unfortunately, I predict an LSU win. Hope I'm wrong. I hope desperation mode helps bring springs and upset for the Gators. It certainly can. But man, there's a lot to prove. A lot to see. I can't just pick Florida based on hope. I think LSU walks out with the victory Saturday night in Baton Rouge. I think Florida will, will be there. I think Florida will play. Their defense is so bad that I do think it gives a path. Even with Jaden Daniels, like I said, 41-30, that's an 11-point LSU win. So I guess it would be covering the spread for Florida. But man, there's not a lot of belief. I don't believe in this team right now to go get a road victory. Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. We want nothing more than to be talking about a Gator win late Saturday night. All right, one more time. Big thanks to Blake Rafino giving us that big-time LSU preview. Really fun conversation with him. Always good when we get together, when we preview the Tigers and the Gators. A lot of fun there. A lot of fun there. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC and at Gators Breakdown. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.